Warning, the podcast you are about to listen to may have adult language and discuss adult themes not suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Is there anything else that we were going to start the week off with? City, baby! Ladies and gentlemen, Denver proudly brings to you your 2023 NBA champions of the world, the Denver Nuggets! Fucking 47 years! That does not sound real. I've played this out in my head, in my head, in 2K, and everything you can imagine, probably over a million times, and it exceeded every single expectation i could have ever had for it no it's i'm glad we are here we took the week off we were celebrating we were doing other things we needed i'm glad because we probably needed that week of reflection you we were just talking before we started the show it's not even been a week and it doesn't i mean it's been a week and a day when we're recording this so you're listening to this on wednesday so it's been almost a week and a half at this point and it's still the amount that you can talk about just this team, the bond, the way that they seem to be structured, everything falling into place the way that it did. And 16 and four, they won the championship in 20 games. That's two years in a row that the team, our team in our city has won the championship within 25 games, which is unheard of, unprecedented. And 20 I 20 games, Jimmy, 20, both, yes, 20, both 16 them, and both four, both, both teams, 16 and four. Fucking, it ain't easy when you fucking dominate everybody. Just because the rest of you are ass doesn't mean we doesn't this di- or diminish this fucking championship for either. But Nico, team. I thought I thought these NBA finals were boring. I thought that these NBA playoffs were boring because the Nuggets had the easiest route to win the championship. Second, All they had to do was slay two two dragons, the super team that refuses to die in Phoenix and Los Angeles, who has LeBron and AD, and not only beat them, sweep them so bad that LeBron goes into hiding for a month and a half in Europe, sweeps them to that point, and then you beat the Miami Heat in five games after, you know, after and game you know, two. After game two, there was a lot of shit being talked. I, I texted you. I was like, I don't know how you dealt with this for so long. Oh, because it was, that was so such a – it was such a close game, and Nuggets did not play well. And then all I hear for the next day and a half is, oh, the Heat have figured it out. The Heat know how to do this. They're going to – this watch out nuggets watch out denver's not going to do this and they lost that game for for me to be able to celebrate game five because it could have been four i use it could have been four but yeah. they lost that game so i could be there for game five and real and and be there witness um something that i will never forget for the rest of my life like i it, it, jimmy it, it's it's it, there are there are pinch me levels and there's like holy shit 47 years this franchise has been around 47 years I think it was, I think it's 38 of the 47 years they've been in the playoffs. Never been to the NBA Finals. Only five times have they ever been to the conference finals. I I look, this is I, I, I hate this is weird saying this, but this is a top three sports moment in fucking Denver history. This is board, this is Sakic passing the cup to board. This is Pat yelling, this one's for John, and then there's this one. Like, like we, we are, we are on that level. Like, like, look, last year's cup run, unreal, 
unreal. There is nothing like your fucking first. There is nothing like it. Like, like they, like, like to get over that hump, to get to that point where this is the fucking the second biggest sport in the world behind soccer, the second biggest sport in America behind American football, the best team in the world and the best player in the world reside in some cow town in the fucking Rocky Mountains. How fucking unreal is that? Yeah, it's it's like it's right out of a story. Like this wasn't what well, shouldn't have happened. And it's been other teams have tried to do this. I feel like the Utahs have have taken their chances. The Indianas took their chances, and it it was almost like they can never get over it. It's almost like they needed a seven foot Serbian built in a lab that knows just how to score buckets. He plays better defense than he ever has. He's not in the best shape, and he doesn't love basketball. Funny enough, it's his job. It's not his life. He has a life outside of the sport, and that seems to be perfect for this team. It's taken on his his personality, and as much as he doesn't like to be the center of attention, it's, it is Nikola Jokic. He's I, I, the X Factor. He's the catalyst. Everyone said it from Michael Malone all the way, Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray talking about when they first came into the league together, a fat second-round pick who was drafted during a Quesarito commercial and some kid from Canada nobody ever heard of. And now that's the most dangerous duo in the NBA. 41st pick, man. Like, like, like seriously, like this is the, this is the man in this city. Like, like it was Peyton Manning. Until, uh, look, until this point, I love K. I I love McKinnon, but look at what, what Nicole Jokic has done to this city has, has taken us to a whole other level. I love all those, a- that I've seen from last year, but it's hard to believe that this still isn't Sackick and Waz franchise. Right now, the Denver, when you think about Denver basketball, you think about Mile High City, you think about Nikola Jokic, you think about this seven-foot Serbian, horse-loving, quesarito-eating motherfucker, okay? Like, like, like the 41st pick, the, the, a guy that, look, everyone slept on. Everyone called him fat. Everyone called him too slow, can't play defense, can't do this. And then he, and then he leads the playoffs, every single person in the whole, throughout the whole playoffs, in yeah. points – Assists and rebounds, and a defensive rating. I look. I, I. I. There is not enough words to say. You can. I. I could do a whole two-hour fucking show just on talking of what Nikola Jokic has done for this franchise, done for this city, and done for done for this league. But but obviously we have a lot more we have to get to because of this. But yeah. the, the like I said, he he will be the first person, in my opinion, to get his statue outside of Ball Arena. It's weird because obviously Wall Sackick they don't have a statue outside of Ball Arena for whatever fucking reason. Rocky does, but they don't. <laughs> um, I guarantee you, Yoke will get one. He'll probably his number will be in the rafters. Like I, I cannot say enough good things about what this man has done. Um, you look at like I said, look this team, built not bought. You you don't think that that we could have taken the scapegoat and tried to trade everyone for Kevin Durant like the Suns did? You don't think we could have tried to trade everyone the rest of the remaining draft picks we get for Bradley Beal? You don't think that we could have tried to scapegoat our way into getting Damian Lillard? No, you found you you look you found your core. You said Jamal Murray, Nicole Jokic, Michael Porter Jr. are going to be your three backbones. The three guys that you say when in doubt, those three guys are going to be. No matter what, going to be our guys. 
and you built that supporting cast around them. You trade for Aaron Gordon by trading a Denver Nugget legend and Gary Harris, and you trade for KCP um, by and for and you had to give up Monte Morris, Denver Nugget legend, Will Barton, Denver Nugget legend, a couple guys that we said last year's on the Avs run. It's going to fucking hurt to lose some of these guys. It's going to fucking hurt to not have them on the stage winning that for you. But you know that it was, if it wasn't for their contributions, it wasn't for that trade, we wouldn't be where we are. And getting KCP, getting AG, signing Bruce Brown to a fucking $6.5 million deal when no one else in the league wanted him. This team was built with an identity saying, fuck you, we're going to be, we're going to do our thing over here and you aren't going to be able to stop us. We will beat you in any way. We will beat you by dropping 130 on your head. We'll beat you 90 to fucking 82. It doesn't matter. We will find a way and you will, there's nothing you can do to slow us down. And, and this team, like I said, look, it's a kudos to Tim Connolly. It's a kudos to Calvin Booth because look, Calvin Booth made trades that Tim Connolly probably couldn't have done. Trading his his guys and Monte and Will Barton and trade and trade and trading Gary Harris. Calvin Booth had the balls to say, you know what, we're fucking two pieces away, and this team was two pieces away, and it resulted in this. Yeah, we're. I, I think this is a good point. We're gonna. I, I found a couple clips. This one that I found um, talks a little bit about that process and bringing the guys in. But we'll we'll talk more about Bruce Brown, uh, Christian Brown, and Aaron Gordon because I think they deserve their own little mention as well because they they were a huge piece but this is something that i found so if you're watching on the youtube make sure you subscribe follow at feotb pod and uh, check out some of the stuff that we've been finding because this has been a lot of fun especially with the way that uh the city is reacting to this championship you always knew you'd be here Through thin air and thicker doubts. Each round and every possession. Every question answered. It's over. It's over. Oh my God. They swept the Lakers. Every voice together. From Sambor to Kitchener, Wash Park to Park Hill. You always knew you'd be here. You knew it wouldn't be easy either. Jokic has to put it up. Through the pressure. The setbacks. And the only stat that ever mattered. 16 wins. Yeah. You always knew. You'd be here. Now, the world knows too. Here's to making it to the top of the mountain, Denver. You earn this view. As as we were kind of talking there too, it, it was very similar to just put it into another sports analogy, like watching Vladimir Klitschko or the Klitschko brothers box. Like they were champions forever. They weren't necessarily the most talented. They could fight any fight that you wanted to do. And that's what the Nuggets proved. Like that Sun Series, they were scoring an ungodly amount of points. And then in the last few series, they tightened everything up. They're winning games with defense instead of offense. And every time they needed to respond, they got that. 
They they didn't lose back to back the way that championships championship teams don't. And the guys that they had that accepted their roles, and it's something that you just it, it speaks to the culture. Like I said, when you have guys like Aaron Gordon, who was a top five pick in the NBA draft, number four overall by Orlando, I believe it was 2016 or 2015. You have guys like Christian Brown, who won a national championship less than a calendar year ago at Kansas, who won three high school championships. You have a guy like Bruce Brown, who was a starter in Brooklyn for a Brooklyn team that had championship aspirations last year. And they were one Kevin Durant foot on the line away from possibly be winning a championship two years ago. You you have all these guys just buy in. Jeff Green, fucking 18th year in the league, that said, you know what, I've, I've only been to the finals once, never won it. And he said, all I need to do is play my four or five minutes and get my ass in shape and be like, you know what, I'm going to give my all those four or five minutes. And if I need to guard Bam out of my, if I need to guard Jimmy Butler in the finals, I'll be ready for it. DeAndre Jordan, a guy who's – a guy who who has been written off did not has not played a lot of minutes this postseason. Only he played, played like five in the entire playoff. Played five in the entire playoff, and I'm pretty sure three of them were in the lot were in game five because when he jumped in for game five, Bam Adebayo was scorching our our second unit, and he had to come in and slow him down. And guess what he did? Like everyone, every single person bought in. Like 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 I said, look, we talk about the championship mentality that this team has been looking for. KCP brought that. Obviously, winning the Lakers in the bubble, but hell, Chris, you have a rookie that plays like a championship mentality. And Christian Brown, that it's there's levels to this. He has won at every single level. Three high school state championships, national championship at Kansas. Rookie, he seems to have figured it out. Yeah, he seems to fucking figured it out. And 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 he's that he's that bitch ass white boy that you're looking at. You like you motherfucker have everything. You see him at the YMCA, or he shows up in your rec league like we had a couple years ago, and you're like, what the? F- why are you here? Why are you here? And then you're like, like what? I mean, look, it's just this mentality that this whole team bought in and said, you know what? We're all here for one mission. That's to bring a championship to 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 Denver. It's to bring a championship to those veteran players like Ish Smith, DJ, and Jeff Green. And it's to bring a bring on the legacy of Nikola Jokic and put him in the conversation of the greatest of all time. Because we are no lot, we are past the best player in the world conversation. We are moving on to, to reaching levels of where is he in the all-time top centers. And that's a conversation that is fun, fun to have. Yeah, I want to get back to Jokic, but before we move from Aaron Gordon and, and these other kind of unsung heroes, that is a guy who he's proof. If you get into the right situation, because in Orlando he was, that was the piece that they were going to use to try and put themselves back on the map. And he, he couldn't handle it. It's not his fault because there's a lot of people in that situation that probably wouldn't have been able to handle it. And you put him in a place where he doesn't have to be number one and he could just go out there and show off like the defensive prowess. I will lock down anybody that you put in front of me. I could shoot threes and yo, Oh, I'm the most athletic person around the rim. And a guy like Jokic, that's, that's his best friend. That's his dream. And he's calling Ali Oops to Aaron Gordon where he's not even involved in the play. I, I watched it. Yeah. I'm watching basketball breakdown clips where I'm actually learning the, the strategic breakdown, but he runs through the paint. Jokic grabs four of them. It's like the last, uh, Never mind. I'm not going to say it cause it'll be spoilers and I'll get it get in trouble, but he draws all the attention away from everybody. And then Aaron Gordon's just up back there. Jokic points. Boom. Oh, 
That we that's all we have to do. That's how we could score. He, he is it. the he is the perfect player for this team. Like we talked about Jeremy Grant and and that tough departure. What was it three years ago during the bubble? How I was yeah. saying this could be the guy that could be the fourth guy, third or fourth guy to be that piece defensively and offensively. I'm gonna tell you right now, no one fits his team better than Aragorn. And no he ain't going nowhere. He ain't after going that nowhere. Self, he's like I'm. He he is. After he retires, he's just gonna live in Denver. He's gonna be the crunchy Ganrola guy with dreads. That's Aaron look, Gordon's future that I see. Look, look, there is a murder's row of defenders he had to face. Murder's row. Carlton Towns, Kevin Durant, slash Devin Booker. He had he guarded both of them at times. He had to guard LeBron James, slash Anthony Davis at times. He had to guard uh, Jimmy Butler. That is three Hall of Famers, possibly four or five, however you want to look at it. Like what his impact defensively and just being that guy offensively, like, you know what? I, I don't need to score 25 a night, but you know what? If all attention is going to go to Mike, if all attention is going to go to the blue arrow, it's my time. You're, you're going to put, you're going to disrespect me and put Gabe Vincent on me in the finals. Hell yeah. I'm going to drop 25 on your head in game one. Like, like it's the little things that are like that. You're like, you know what? This team just finds the exploitations of where can I just slice and dice you next? And maybe Jokic dropping 30 and maybe Jamal dropping 50 and maybe Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. dropping 20 each. That's, that's the difference between this team and every single team that, that was in the playoffs this year. And correct me if I'm wrong. I, I don't know if you saw it the same way I did. They looked like they got pissed off every time there was a bucket scored against them. They, did, they took yeah. that personally every single it's it's the um it's the Jordan meme. Like Miami would go down and score and Jokic just sitting there with his cigar. I took that personally. Yes, I did. I wanted to go back and I wanted to dunk with my face in their nuts. That's what I wanted to do every time they scored on us. Because the defense Outside of game two, I would say once Michael Malone got them back and pulled them in, and I think that's where we should probably go next is to Michael Malone, who is building a legacy like his predecessors. That's what happens when you're around good people for a long time. Um, it's really cool hearing the stories about his dad, and that is a character. I was not expecting that from the parade. I, I knew that he was not – he was him and I were not the same. We may look similar, but we're not the same. I didn't realize we were that – far like we come from totally different worlds brooklyn is is not the suburbs of denver turns out because that guy he's got the most he looked like he was walking around the bronx in the 1980s during the parade oh man i i like you said look that parade was from michael malone like it really was everyone was a side character to him like, like the gold chain the the fucking holding up the sign the shirt they had the, the shirt hat. the crooked hat the sign holding the signs the shirt that says bitch i'm a nugget having yeah. that go viral um like like vic lombardi saying uh he came into this world as the son of a son of a coach and he's going to leave it as as the as the Lakers' daddy. I I, I cracked up so hard about that. Like like, it, it's funny, man. Jimmy, breaking news: he may retire. Who knows? He, he he may end up retiring. So make that headline news. So we'll see. We'll see. And make the headline news. So um, because 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 we can't have a little son over here in Denver because that 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 three week vacation over there in L.A. or Santa Cruz or whatever the fuck LeBron. I think he is. said he went to Europe. Whatever it doesn't matter. He, he can't have. He can't just fucking leave us alone because we have that much rent free in his head after sweeping their ass. So whatever, have your fun. You can you can you can talk about greatness all you want. It's our fucking time, and you're fucking gonna enjoy it, okay? And Michael Malone, like I said, look, not many coaches after three years with a team and not making a single playoffs would stick around with them. 
Seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, you name another head coach, Jimmy, across the league that's obviously not the Popovich's, the Spolstra's, the, the, the well-tenured coaches that has lasted more than three years in a row without making the playoffs and stayed on the team. No, there's I not. mean, there's there's a couple examples of teams making it to the playoffs at other kind of extenuating circumstances, but Boston's on three head coaches in three years. They've been in what been to the conference finals in two of them. Like, like it, it is something to behold. And like I said, you try to find these coaches that stick around for so long, and, and it goes to the kudos of the Cronkies and as much as shit as I've given them, it goes to the kudos of the front office of both the Avs and the Nuggets being like, you know what, Bednar and Malone both know what they're doing. You put the right players in front of them. You you have them build their programs up. You can have a Popovich-like type of team. You're going to have a Bill Belichick type of team that you're like, you know what, we can sustain the success because of the culture that is built. And all you have to do is you have the core and you build that the, build the pieces around them. The pieces around them will change. Pieces around them will always change. Like that, like no team will will stick together for five years in a row and win every single championship. It'll never happen uh, again. Like the Boston Celtics in the fucking sixties or seventies, that'll never happen. But in today's age, you have the core, you have the right mentality and the right group um, and the right leaders. It's going to lead to uh, sustained success over a long period of time. And like I said, no one, no one has been able to do it better than Michael Malone. He had such a good hold on this team, and he he kind of begs the question. It, it kind of puts into that model. There was the fad of the super team going around for a while, and ever since 2019, it's kind of seemed like that's maybe extinguishing a little bit, where it's not guaranteed to win if you have a super team because Toronto didn't have a super team in 2019. Uh, I, I don't know what to say about the bubble championship because it's just so out there. It's so many different things that – shouldn't have happened that ended up happening and then you have golden state not at the height of their powers and uh now i'm drawing a blank on on who the other one was in between milwaukee so you don't have these super teams that are just loading up on all stars you if you have a max deal maybe one you can maybe have one and that's a success right now but if you have more than that it's tough you you just don't have that ability and with the new CBA, like things are gonna change. Like, like, look, you can trade for fucking Bradley Bill, Kevin Durant, all you want. You think you're gonna strike fear to my fear to me? That's that's Jimmy. Jimmy, fear some fans are coming. I got fear. I gotta fear them. I gotta fear yeah. that team that we beat by thirty on home court. The team so, whose fan base was texting me during the the second quarter of their of the elimination game against the Suns, congratulating me on moving forward. During the second, are you kidding me? Strike fear. Fear you? Fuck off! I will take this fucking program. This I will take this take take this squad and this and this built not bought thing that the Denver Nuggets have that have made. And 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 look, there is nothing purer than fucking winning a championship. Like it's there isn't. Okay, like 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 you could say what you want about fucking. Golden State, Golden State, obviously last year pure. Milwaukee, pure. The Lakers, you didn't fucking earn that. LeBron, AD, you got gifted them. Fucking the Warriors with Kevin Durant, you didn't earn that. Toronto, you did. Golden State, you didn't. Like, like they're winning a pure championship with guys you drafted at the core of the hell is so fucking rare. So rare. Like, it does not happen across sports. It happens in football more than it does in any other sport. But it's very, very rare that it happens in basketball and in ho- in hockey, quote-unquote, and, and, and baseball especially. Like, 
doing this this way with this group, there's nothing better than that feeling. Like there's not a person that I would have fucking taken off that 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 float on 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 last Thursday. Like there was not a person I would have taken off that float for anybody else. There were people I wish I could have put on there for some that that added on to it. There's not a person I would have taken off that float to to to, to be a part of this because man, it's like I said, it's a top three sports moment in Denver history, and it's the best sports moment in my life. Let's transition now we talked about all the players that were important we've kind of talked about the path of getting there let's talk about game four in miami and then game five the clinching game which you were at game four happened um it was right before the last episode that we released with that i did with jared so check that out if you haven't already um he's a big basketball mind and we're gonna have him back on the show probably at the beginning of next season to talk basketball with you but that game four that seemed like it was the nuggets bowing up and saying that this is there's no control that you have we beat you game three which everybody thought that was going to be miami's best shot even the series make sure that this thing or or, you know take the take the home court that you needed to being able to do that like that's what we saw with the avalanche last year too being able to win in another team's building is such a, a underrated yet so important factor down the stretch if you can just dominate a series and not have to go past six in the finals you're not putting players at risk for injury because that's been what's killed, killed the nuggets in the recent in recent memory. And you're making that, if you're going to do something with a team that nobody ever believed can take that next step, you might as well just dominate and make a statement on the way to that. And that's like, what, what, what we saw. It's funny because people are saying, well, you faced a, you didn't face a higher seed than a four seed. Let's, let's, let's list off the, the hall of famers, Jimmy. Let's, let's, let's go ahead. Okay. Rudy Gobert. I, Doubt he'll get to the Hall of Fame, but the man is a three-time Defensive Player of the Year. Carl Anthony Towns apparently has changed the game of basketball. <laughs> that was a real take that came out. Real take, real take, not my words. Um, you face Kevin Durant, Hall of Fame. You face Chris Paul, fucking bitch-ass Hall of Famer. You face uh, 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 Devin Booker, who was uh, well on his way to possibly being a Hall of Famer. You face LeBron James, top two all-time. You face Anthony Davis who is an NBA 75 top player, uh, quote-unquote. You face Eric Spolstra, um, who, 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 who will be a top five coach all time when it's all said and done. Like, you can discredit it all you want. It's, it's not our fault that you all fucking got your ass whooped. You, you, got, you came in and you thought that we were going to be some pushovers. You really did. Everyone did. And people, it's funny, Jimmy. It's really funny how people change their tune so quickly about how, oh, it's an easy path. When we got picked to lose against Minnesota at, at Woj, or Woj uh, uh, NBA, uh, um, we got picked to lose against the Phoenix Suns. We were the betting underdog. Uh, uh, we, uh, and we were picked to lose the Lakers, also the betting underdog, which I don't bet anymore, just making that very clear. And we obviously were a team that after losing one game in the finals, everyone's like, ah, Miami's back. We're gonna, They're going to lose. Like, like, say what you want. Go ahead, discredit the fucking post the Chicago Sky uh, WNBA parade pictures and discredit the city. The city. Because there were 750,000 to a million people strong in this fucking basketball town that celebrated this championship. And you're going to fucking like it, okay? Like, look, people forget, Jimmy. This was the basketball town first. 
This was the basketball down first. Before Elway stepped foot on the Denver Broncos, it was David Thompson and Alex English leading the way for the Denver Nuggets. That 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 faced the Lakers, that faced the the, the Dr. J's of the world, the ABA, that were the talk of this town. And then John Elway walks in that door and this began a football town. You're telling me the city is still not a basketball town after seeing a million fuckers out there losing their mind after the game and after the parade? You're damn wrong. There's a, the being at the two parades prior. I missed this past one. I was, I was doing other things, coaching all state and and whatnot, so I was not local. But being at the past parades and that energy is real. It, it is something. <clears throat> It's crazy. I wish I would have been able to experience it with the Nuggets because as I think about it, I know you're a big Nuggets fan. I know that we have tons of Nuggets fans that we went to school with, but this is the ability to celebrate this team has never been something that the city has had. The closest we've ever got was those mellow and Chaunty years. And other oh, oh, and up oh, until oh. very recently, like going all the way through school, the Nuggets were the punchline alongside kind of the Rockies. Absolutely the punchline. And this, this leads to the next segment that I wanted to talk about. It's the death to Nug Life. And, and for those that don't know what Nug Life is, it's something that I have dealt with since, since I came out of the fucking my mother's womb. And, and it's the sure hope that good things are on the horizon. And then it's just coming to an abrupt end. That is the definition of Nug Life. Let me bring some examples to you. 1995. Denver Nuggets, first ever eight seed to knock off a one seed, and they beat the Seattle Supersonics with the Kimbe Mutombo lay on the ground. Less than a year and a half later, the Denver Nuggets let the Kimbe walk for nothing. Nothing. That starts a seven-year uh, hiatus of being one of the worst teams in the league until number 15, Carmel Anthony, comes to town. Next, next piece of Nug life. 2009, Denver Nuggets are one Anthony Carter pass, inbound pass away from taking a 2-0 lead against the Los Angeles Lakers in the Western Conference Finals on a way to possibly winning a championship against the Orlando Magic. What You lose that series after that pass. Lakers obviously go on to win the championship. Less than one calendar year later, Carmelo Anthony requests a trade, gets traded to New York with the hometown kid, Chauncey Billups. Goes back into back into um, this 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 lull of of mid of mid slash just being a terrible team. Then obviously the last one, the most recent one, you get to the Western Conference Finals. You have this incredible bubble run. You have this opportunity of of of, of hope that's saying we could be the best team in the world. That you, that Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic will be the next top duo in the world. You only lose to the Lakers because the Lakers had it in them that year. Less than a calendar year later, Jamal Murray tears his ACL and you're and you're and he's out for two years. All, all of it leading up to this point. Jimmy, Nug Life is fucking dead. It is dead. It is fucking dead. It is so dead. Like we, I, I kid you not. Like every single little bit of hope this franchise has ever gotten got shot down within a calendar year, and this time it all's paid off. It is all every single case Cerrito. It is all every single fucking doubter. Every single racist comment on ESPN of why he's the best player in the world. Every single one of those fucking Philadelphia Phoenix or Lakers fans coming at you because your city is a flyover city. All of it paid off because you are the best team in the world, you have the best player in the world, and there's not a fucking soul that can say shit. 
let's uh i think that's a good part we're gonna drop in another one of these videos this is courtside at the final moments and then we'll have the uh, final radio call kind of like we did last year for the avalanche but this is courtside for those last eight seconds kcp getting a rebound going across the court you won't hear the commentary but if you're watching on youtube if you're listening you'll hear the the energy that was in the building and just remember nico was one of these how many Twenty thousand, right they jammed twenty thousand into the arena that night 580 something yeah, he's, Nico's one of the voices that you'll hear scream when, once the buzzer goes off. But here we go. I love a couple things about the way Sorry. that ended. Go ahead. Not a single person left that building until until they, no. they walked off the court. And like, when I'm they serious. did leave, I saw the videos, guys doing pull-ups on the on the street signs and then dropping into the crowd for a mosh pit. <laughs> it's, it the celebration unreal. post post game was something, and the parade was also something. We'll we'll get to that towards the end of the show. But the, the couple things that I really love about that video. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is a guy, especially for me on this show, like I've always said he needs to do he needs some something needs to change because you're not we don't need a spot up. We, we do need a spot up shooter, but that's not all we need from you. If, if that's what you're going to be, you have to accept another role along with that. Yes, we need you to score. But if you're not scoring, which happens, we need to also be able to keep you on the floor. And Michael Porter Jr. seems like he's gotten to the point where. He's okay with that. He's okay with having to play the defense, going back, blocking shots. We saw it in the first little montage that we showed. But he's the first guy running out and congratulating all of the people that were on the floor. You did not see any frustration that he wasn't out there when the game game was coming down to the wire. He knew, you know, it's not my time to be in there. We don't need a big three right now. We need defense. We need a stop. And once we win, I'm going to go celebrate with my teammates. And obviously, you, you know, as a guy who's coached kids, as a guy who now currently coaches and teaches kids, the way Jokic went and shook everybody's hand before he started his minimal celebration, that's it's the that's the character that this team carries. I think that's why people are so shocked. Like we're not used to seeing that from today's professional athletes, but that was the very first reaction of those two guys that played very different roles and had different amounts of importance, but we're celebrating with their teammates. Like that was all they ever cared about. And, and look, when, when I, when I watched that video, there's a couple things that just pop into my head. Like it, it's, 
it's, it's people like the Lisa Johnsons of the world who's been with the Nuggets for 40 plus years and, and ticketing and then obviously went to the front office. It's the Sparky Gonzalez's of the world who has been the trainer for the Denver Nuggets for over 25 years. It's, it's, it's the people like my dad and, and, and the people around the people sitting around us that sat through games on Wednesday nights against the fucking Pelicans that know that not, there was not a full stadium that sat there and enjoyed the game that got to be there a part of it and hug each other after the game. It's, it's all those people that, that, the, the multiple thousands of people that, that all have season tickets to come watch this little this little basketball team in a non-football town. Like, like all of those come into mind because, look, it's all it's for all of us. It, it, like as much as this is for Jokic, it's for all of us. They're, like I said, I, it's, 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 I'm, I'm getting a little teary-eyed because this is just the feelings of like what happened after. Like, like walking around the stadium, like my dad and I, first thing we did when we walked upstairs, like, holy shit, they're selling the shirts. We go right in line and we get the shirts. The guys, the guy in front of us was, was telling us about how his parents had been 45 or been season ticket holders for 40 years. And his dad passed away two years before, like, and he, and he owns the tickets now. And my dad's like, you know, this is for them. Like, like it's little things like that, that like the whole city, like, Ah, fuck. It's a whole city that just gets to enjoy and be a part of this that people have waited for so long with this basketball team. And like I said, we don't have the royalties of being a Broncos city. We don't have the royalties of, of getting all the best players of all time like the Colorado Avalanche. We had, to, we had to build this way, and that's how this franchise was built too. Like just being built from the ground up, being like, you know, it's it's it's, it's an us versus the world mentality, and the fan base and and all the people behind the scenes, like Mike the Card guy too, who got to be a part of the parade. Funny enough, who sells me my basketball trading cards and been there for a long ass time. It's for people like that that get to enjoy this. That that just brings all those moments back. That's I, I think that's one of the reasons why we can we've done this show. We wanted to start this show for a long time. And I, I know exactly the feeling that you're talking about and the reaction that you're having, because going into the Bengals Super Bowl, that was, I was getting teary. I got teary on my walk the morning of the AFC championship game before I even know that knew that year that they were going to go on to the next round, because it, it is like when you put into perspective, all of the, you're, you're just a fan, right? You're just a fan and it doesn't matter to you in the grand scheme of things because your life doesn't really change when your team wins a championship, but it feels that way because you watch these guys, you invest in these guys, you want, you invest in the response, you invest in the work ethic that you, you trust them to give for your city representing the team that you are, are there for. That's why this is, it's important. And, And for every, every argument that this wasn't exciting, people didn't like these finals come spend a week in, in Denver and tell me how much we don't enjoy this because that is, even people that are like myself and aren't basketball fans, this is something that I didn't think I would see, and it's something that it's it's a, a luxury, and it's not lost on me the importance of celebrating it for the city. Oh man, like I said, the, the, what the city has 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 jumped on this back of this team, this franchise has just been something I've never seen before. Like I said, we we weren't alive slash around for for when the Broncos won their first Super Bowl, when the Avs won their first cup. We were there obviously when the Broncos won it. We were there obviously when the Avs won it last year. Like there, there's there's nothing like breaking a curse, breaking breaking the breaking the seal, breaking the seal. Like like it, it is. It is something, something to behold. It it really is, and like I said, I'm so like I said, it'll be a moment I will never forget for the rest of my life. Never, 
Like, like, like I, like there will never be another thing that I will ever go to in my life that will be more satisfying than being at that game. Like, I don't think I'll, I don't know if I'll ever go to the Super Bowl. It's, if I do, it's highly unlikely the Broncos will be in it. Like, like I, I'm not going to pay that stupid amount of money for a Super Bowl ticket. That's maybe yeah. the only thing that will ever top it. Top it. Like, I, Man, I, I cannot say enough words about this team, this fan base, and like I said, people. There, where uh, where else in the world today can you find seven hundred fifty thousand to a million people all there just hugging each other, high fiving each other, just being there for each other for no other reason than a team fucking winning? Like 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 the, there, there's people out there that don't realize the 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 moments and 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 what what sports can do for people there is no better unifier in the world than than sports it doesn't matter where the fuck you're from it doesn't matter how much money you make it doesn't matter who you love it doesn't matter what, what 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 where you come from like when you when you reach a fan base and a team it, that's all that matters that really is all that matters and it, it is a sense of hope a sense of joy that that this team and franchise has brought to this city uh i think we uh, i'm gonna put this forth to you do you want to do the future of the players after we listen to the radio call do you want to do let's, it before? let's do the future <laughs> let's do the future right. after all right so this is the the radio call i'll give them a shout out because i know that you listen to them and i've started oh, to listen to them more yeah it's, cause, not, look, it's yeah. not it's not as good as last year's cup thing but cause is has been around with the team for a very long time too so him and him and scott hastings the local radio guys from 92.5 that that have broadcast the basketball games on the radio forever it's uh <clears throat> i would say that scott hastings and 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 cause kind of have that same feel as not necessarily quite as deep as peter McNabb, but they've been guys that have been around and and put in work for the team so it's cool to hear the emotion that they had and as a radio geek like myself this is always fun for me so here's the radio call from from the final moments and then we'll get on to the future of the Denver Nuggets and their players inbound over to Struis Lowry three that one misses rebound down to KCP eight seconds left to go Casey's across the timeline and he'll dribble it out the 47 year wait is over the Denver Nuggets stand on top of the NBA world. They are champions. And Nuggets fans from sea to shining sea can rest or die in peace. It's definitely a lot quicker than the one that we had last year. And, and like I was saying before we started, I don't necessarily know about the ending of it, but yeah, it, it in my mind, McGahee had his planned, like he had written something out that he wanted to say, and Cause was just going with the field the moment. Just like he, the he put all that frustration of the because he was the broadcaster during those lean years. We mentioned it last year when the Avs won. Going to Ball Arena in like 2013 to 2016 was just depressing because the Nuggets sucked and the Avalanche like, sucked. Oh my god! Both teams so were bad. were god awful. And these guys were here through that. And he wanted the feel of all of that frustration in his call. I think that, that he got that. And that's something that's unique to the city because everybody who wasn't able to attend and, and weren't watching on TV, that was the way that they found out their Denver Nuggets finally won the NBA championship. Oh, it, was, it was surreal. Cause has done such a great job over the years. Like, and, and for those who don't know cause causes um, just, you, you can find, you, you'll know exactly who he is. Cause you can pull it up on Twitter. Um, if you look up Michael Porter jr. In a post game interview, he's the guy that fucking was, poured champagne down his mouth and threw it all right back up on his face because he had, because he has this stomach 
thing or whatever they had surgery on that he can't take bubbles. So yeah, that that video, the the bar, the one that goes on around a bar, so be like, what the fuck's going on in this video? That's the play by play guy, literally in the background, the voice you just heard that just yacked oh. up all the bubbles. Okay, and then then Katie Wingy losing her mind. Yeah, that now people have a face to a person, but um, yeah, cause is one of the best in biz. So it was it was really cool to have them have a moment too. All right, let's get on to the future things, and I think we're going to start with uh, Brucey B, as he was referred to in the parade, because that was the the guy that everybody was wondering about. He is up for a new contract. He did play probably well enough to earn himself a, a good amount of money if he decides to go somewhere else. Um, Michael Malone, in his inebriated state on Thursday last week, didn't think that he was going anywhere, but what do you see as Bruce Brown's future and how is that going to impact the Nuggets? I am fully expecting Bruce Brown to decline his player option here. Um, we're, we're recording this on Tuesday. The show's coming out Wednesday, and the 21st is the last day um, he can make the decision. Um, so, obviously, he's waiting. He's, he right now is still trying to recover from his fucking Vegas trip after he posted on Instagram Live that Jokic completely fucked him. Um, so, he's still trying to recover from that. I'm not sure. Maybe that will help sway him to pick up the option, but I'd be highly surprised if he does because, he, look, he deserves a payday like i said this is a guy that i think it was 20 uh, 25 out of 30 teams said no thank you you're not if you want to come here you're not going to get play time and every now said yes we will take you we know what you do bring defensively and do all that and if you don't think that's in the back of his mind it absolutely does like i i compare this to nazim kadri to or last year um, it, it's very similar, right? It's a guy that comes in that's a no-name on his own, on previous franchise. He comes in and becomes a star defensively and does all the right things for you. Because of that, he usually they usually leave and get a bigger payday. And you know what? If Bruce leaves and gets a payday somewhere else, I won't I won't blame him. Not even in the slightest. He he'll absolutely deserves it. He deserves upwards of fifteen to sixteen million. Um, the Nuggets right now be lucky to get if, if, if they can get him for 10 million it'd be it'd be a blessing in disguise it'd be hell if he picks up this player option for 5.6 million i may actually cry tears of joy <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, again like like it, it, it would be a miracle um but man and look bruce brown has meant so much to the city so much to this franchise and is a guy that obviously a lot of people are going to be sought after because of how well he's played he's a guy that a lot a lot of contenders should be circling like he should be the number one name on a lot of teams to, 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 to pick up the house. If you're Boston, if you're Milwaukee, um, if you're the, uh, the Suns don't have cap space anymore, if you're Lakers, if you're the Warriors, if you're any of those condi- – the, the Grizzlies, you're a contending team, you have room, he is the first call you make. Plain and simple. He, what he does defensively and what he can do offensively for you off the bench or in a starting role is better than a lot of guys can do. And, and, and – and he, like I said, I hope he sticks around. I, I like I said, this is this is the thing with same thing with Kadri. I'm not expecting him to pick it up, and I'm not expecting him to do it because when you when you have a chance to get paid, go get fucking paid. Plain and simple. That's just how it goes. Okay, like you did what you came out to do here. Plain and simple. You really did. Like, which way do you want to get greedy? Win another championship and risk losing ten million dollars or more. Or go somewhere and play in fucking Charlotte for $15 million and $20 million and live a life. That's what Kadri's doing in Calgary. That's what Bruce might do now. And like I said, like we have no hard feelings for for Nas doing that, I will have no hard feelings for Bruce for doing that. Um, like I said, I just would love to have him around in another year. It would be an interesting thing if he did. That would lead me more that this culture is even further set in stone. 
uh, sticking with kind of the guys that were coming off the bench more so. Christian Brown, after his rookie season, he's obviously not in, in need of a new contract anytime. He, he, what he is- will be a he will be a guy that is going to be expected to be the sixth man now. Next year, he is going to be that big of a key piece for this team. He's going to be expected to be the first guy off the bench offensively and defensively. He's going to need to take that next step offensively that he maybe didn't show. Maybe show, he showed that athleticism, showed that versatility defensively. Now it's time for his offense game to take that next step because we're going to need him. Like you said, you don't know if you're going to be able to get Jeff Green back. You don't know. Where the rest of these bench pieces are going to go, um, you will be the focal point of this bench. Plain and simple. There may be there may, maybe nights where you start as well. I, I don't take that out of the question. So um, he's he's a guy that's going to have to take some big leaps next year. And like I said, what what I saw this this playoff run and this season from him, it doesn't. There's no doubt in my mind that he will. He definitely overperformed his expectations. Um, <clears throat> let's see. We talked about. Why don't Bruce. we go down the whole list of the starters too? Because I have. Yeah, we're. I was going to go bench and then into the starters oh, yeah. to to round things out. The other other guys, Jeff Green, obviously. He'll, he'll a good probably chance. come back. I'm being honest. There's a good chance he comes back on a veteran. I was going to say, do, you don't think that he's close to retiring after 18 years and what it goes into winning a championship? Does he want to go through another one? That's true. That's true. I think he enjoyed this one. He's gonna enjoy this one for a little while, and then he'll make a decision. I, he's he, he's 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 a guy that I would not be surprised if he's on a veteran minimum contract. contract. We signed him like end of July, like after summer league. We're like, oh, you know what? Jeff is still out there. No one wants him. Jeff, come back and be a veteran for another year. That's like I, I that's not a person that I'm not I'm 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 betting on him coming back either. But more so because of retirement and more so of, like, I don't know if he wants to keep going through this. Um, because, yeah. like I said, this is a guy that had open-heart surgery back in 2010 Like that, that has been on, I think it was nine teams it was. Like, he has been around the league, and he finally got his chance at a ring, and he won it. So, like I said, I would not blame the man at all if he retired, plain and simple. But, again, obviously I would love to have him back because – during the length of a season, he is that big of a piece um, offensively and defensively in those middle of the February games or fucking late November games. You're like, shit, we need some sp- a spark up the- off the bench offensively, and Jeff can do that for you. Uh, last guy that uh, I'm kind of thinking about off the bench, he didn't play in the, in the final games, wasn't suited, but Zeke Naji is one of your more recent draft picks, and if you are going to be losing these guys that are on your bench, would you be – comfortable having him be let's say we we fast forward an entire season and now he's one of those guys that's playing a Jeff Green role a Christian Brown role a Bruce Brown role coming off your bench do you see him ready to take that step or is it going to be a lot of work over the summer and possibly something we don't see until the middle of next season. I believe he has a player option. It might be a team option. I'm not entirely sure, but it's a, it's a name that has come up, come up in trade scenarios. Seriously. It really has. Um, if Bruce Brown doesn't, doesn't decide to resign and go somewhere else, it's, it's a name that you could throw out there for a trade bait for possibly Chicago. If they blow it up and you can go get Caruso for possibly for Oklahoma city. If you want to get a Kenrich Williams um, and use him off the bench, if you do is Bruce Brown, that's the big question here because look, Zeke, Zeke is not necessarily going to be the, the the backup center here. I really, it's it's hard to think about that. You you're just it, it may it may be something that you chase after in the draft on Thursday, which is fucking crazy. A week and a half later, it's draft. Um, it may be something that you go chase after in free agency. Maybe a young center that is up and coming that no one wants to sign. But like I said. 
I, 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 I'm, I'm hard pressed to think that he'll be the backup center because he had, he had his chances this year. He really did. Then you saw obviously the acquisition of Thomas Bryant. You had DeAndre Jordan on the team already to help mold him. Um, it remains to be seen. It really does. Um, I don't hate the guy. I think, I think he has, he has an upside. Um, but he's not a guy, in my opinion, that will get playtime in the playoffs. And that's including next year. Still next year. So do you take a gamble on trading him and possibly a couple second-round picks or a future whatever fucking pick you want to throw out there and go get another Bruce Brown prototype? Obviously not Bruce Brown type. Is that exactly – you're not, not gonna, there's not many players at the exact level of Bruce Brown. But do you get another prototype level of person and hope that Peyton Watson can come in and be your backup four and, and possibly play that stretch three and move Aaron Gordon to the back of five? There's a lot of maneuvering parts how you want to do with Zeke. Um, I just don't see him as a guy that will play big-time minutes in the playoffs off the bench for us next year. So that's the question where it comes in. Do you move him in a trade for another guy or see what you can do for him? NBA offseason is known to have some unexpected wrinkles in it. So that's he's, he's one of the names that I recognize, so that's why I brought him up. But that's also, you know, this team is built on developing draft picks. How long do you wait to start developing that next wave of draft picks? Or do you, you know – there's a time limit that all of these GMs follow. Moving on to the starters, I'll say, <clears throat> I'll say that it's in rank of importance moving up the list. So we're going to end with you know who, but let's start. I'll say KCP. I, I think that he brought a lot to the team and the fact that he's won a championship before had some moments where you're like, dude, you've won a championship before. You can't be making these mistakes, specifically game two when you're fouling beyond the three point line. But other than that, I mean, a solid 34 minutes. And I believe that's about how much he played in each game was a leader up and down the floor. I don't know. You know, his contract situation better, but what is KCP's future for this team? He's locked up for another year. So he'll be on the team next year. I, I, with KCP, like, look, he, we're going to lose some veteran pieces on the team. Um, I would expect him to be the veteran guy, um, quote unquote, in this locker room. Um, Like I said, look, it's, it's weird because the guys won two championships now and, like I said, look, the Lakers trade him less than a year later, like uh, less than an offseason later for Russell Westbrook to try to repeat. Like, let's not forget, like, like if KC, KCP can go, to, has been on, has been on, I believe, five or six teams, he has a chance to go down as a Denver Nuggets. <laughs> this, this is a chance for, for you to build your home, build a fan base here that, you know what, you're going to be that fourth or fifth guy, maybe a third guy if it's if it needs to be on this team, um, night in, night out. And now, like I said, it, it's it's his development as a leader that will affect the Colin Gillespie's, the Peyton Watson's, um, the Christian Browns, the world of taking that next step. Um, it absolutely will be. So that's what I expect out of him. Uh, moving on, I'm going to say Michael Porter Jr. Um, he's he's obviously not going to go anywhere. He's a part of that core that we talked about. In the final series, he, we wish he would have had a little bit more offense, but he did show up in, in other areas, like I was saying. Seemed like he tape, tape, took that next step of development. What do you see of MPJ moving forward after being one of the top prospects and, and maybe finally solidifying his level of play here at the NBA? Oh, he absolutely did. Like, like I said, look, this is a guy that is – had three back surgeries and he's fucking 23 years old. And, and how like, that is, that is crazy. That is crazy. Okay. So, so the important thing for me, for Michael Porter Jr. is, is, is some consistency offensively. Like, like, like I said, look, you, if you, if you want to make this team even better than it already is, be the fucking best third option in the league. 
Plain and simple. Like, you can be the third best option in this league. You can be that lethal offensively. Make it to a point where next year in the playoffs, like, look, if you lose Bruce Brown, you can close games out because you're that good defensively. Like, make it to that point where you're that guy defensively and you're this good offensively that that this high – that for the, the reasons that you were at one point – projected to be the number one overall pick in the 2019, maybe it's 2020 NBA draft reasons for that. Put those into fruition now. Like what can you do to elevate your game that much? Cause you're not going to be the number one. You may, you're not going to be the number two. You'll be the number three guy on a playoff team. But at some point in a fucking, like I keep going back to this middle of November games, those late night, February games that no one fucking cares about. You can be the fucking guy that drops 40 on people's heads. Like, be that guy. Be that guy offensively and step your game up to a different level defensively with Aaron Gordon's help, with KCP's help, and just have that 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 the notion of being like, I can, look, I, I have this potential. I can be that guy. Um, you're just not going to be the guy, but you can be a damn good guy. And he's finally not going to have an injury or some kind of rehab that he's dealing with on the offseason. He's going to be able to take another step in development, so that's, that's going to be huge for him, not having to deal with whatever – outside of the court focus on basketball once you celebrate a little bit when it's time to get back and ready yeah that's the sky is now the limit we don't have to talk about are these back surgeries going to limit his ceiling his ceiling is still as high as ever and that's a guy that yes keep 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 with him keep developing and at some point if you need to move on from somebody else hopefully he's a guy that can step in um aaron gordon third most important player of, of the starters in my mind i one i'm thinking that you probably agree uh, not as much offense in the final game, but that, that game four, the one that we were talking about where they bowed up and kind of said, yes, we are going to win. That was Aaron Gordon's moment. We talked about him already earlier where he doesn't have to be the guy anymore. He seems to be really enjoying and ingratiating himself in Denver. And uh, he he's a guy that I'm, I'm cool with sticking around being, he, he reminds me of Kenneth Faree. He's better obviously, but he reminds me of the manimal with the way that he's always, you know, going for the big dunk. And he makes big plays. His highlights are, are something else. That's that's where I'm kind of thinking that, that Aaron Gordon is currently obviously better, but that's the manimal status. For, for for me, like with Aaron Gordon, there's a few few deficiencies that that teams did not did not expose nearly enough, in my opinion. Um, whether it be his outside shooting, obviously, look when you play off of Jokic, you're gonna have to have an outside shot. That kind of went away in the postseason. His free throws were horrendous in the playoffs. They they, they were great the first half of the playoffs, and then they diminished real quickly at the end of it with the Lakers and the Heat series. Um, I I want him to take those deficiencies and just elevate those to another level. Um, because like I said, this is a guy that was a top five pick in the NBA draft at one point. Um, he's a guy that has that high of a ceiling as well, offensively and defensively. Uh, we know what you're, we know what we have on defensively, but now it's time to take that next step offensively as well. And it's crazy. Like it's crazy saying this about like two guys in Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter, them like, they need to take this next step offensively because they have, they really have already. Like they have, like, and, and, but they just not fully at the potential. They really aren't. Like Aaron Gordon could be a lethal, lethal three and D guy as well as a high flyer dunk. He's not a three and D guy. He's a D and dunk guy. Michael Porter Jr. is not hitting a high percent of his shots right now. Could have that possibility. And those two were fucking unreal this playoffs. Unreal, unreal for this team. Uh, they haven't reached a whole nother level offensively that they could hit. And like I said, all of this is trying to just take the load off of these two players' backs that we're about to talk to talk about here in a minute. 
because when you sustain the sex for a, while, a long time, um, like it, it's it's important to have those guys take the load off those guys' backs. Tom Brady is, is a fucking well, one of the is, is the goat, if not one of the goats. And over time, like different players had to step up for him. Whether it be Gronk, whether it be Edelman, whether it be uh, Sonny Michelle, and that. Hawks Super Bowl, it'll be his defense early on. Like it's other pieces that have to come into play different times throughout a long sustained success. And and that's where I expect these Aaron Gordon and Michael Ford Jr. to take that next level. Let's uh let's go to the the guy who had the second most minutes and probably the most adversity overcame on on his way to this championship run. Had a lot of doubt, a lot of conversations swirling about him. Did he really want to come back from the injury? Is he ever going to be the same player? Is he ever going to get back to the level of Bubble Murray? Was Bubble Murray an aberration? Uh, answers, no. Yes, he will get back to the level that he was playing at, and that's just now – that's him. That That's – it was – it's not Kobe, but it's Kobe-esque, the way that when you need a shot, Jamal Murray, whether it's clean, whether it's dirty, whether he has to shake off two defenders and go on two different picks, he's going to find some sort of opening and the ball will be, will have a good chance of being scored. When he's on the floor, the offense is mechanical. It's methodical. Him and Jokic play off each other beautifully, but just the mentality that that, that guy, he's a kid, but I can't call him a kid. Now he's, he's a guy. That guy possesses some of the best mental toughness that I've seen for a long time. Massive, massive mess of toughness. Like, like I said, no, like it's crazy to think a guy can can have an ACL surgery this early in his career and, and be this level of a player for a championship run. It, it is wild. And look, Jamal Murray was a guy that people were debating whether De'Aaron Fox was better than him. People were debating whether Lamella Ball was better than him. People were debating all these different things. And and look. There's only one, like you said, you can call him playoff Murray all you want, but make sure you say it correctly. It's champion Murray. It's the guy. It's it's the second best player on a world championship team. It's 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 the number two to the best number one the league has ever seen. Like it it it, it is. It, look, we are past Stockton and Malone. These two won a ring. We are reaching Kobe and Shaq levels. They we are not there yet. If this team gets a three-peat somehow, then we will re- be reaching that level. Um, but we are past the, those those comparisons. We are reaching all-time big man point guard level of of all-time duos, like all-time duos, and it's not even a question anymore. It is right there, with, right up there. Um, with, like I said, with Kobe and Shaq, plain simple, the Kobe Gasol um, types of level of, of guard guard big man connections. And like I said, for me, in my opinion, Jamal Murray. Um, give him a fucking respect. That's that's what I want to see out of him now. Like, like he is a top three point guard in this league. Like I I, I can confidently say that. Like, I, I, look, people are saying out there he's the best point guard in the league. I I'm not gonna go that far. I still think Curry is unreal. I still think obviously the likes of Jaw with all his off the court shit is still incredible. But Jamal Murray is in the conversation, ladies and gentlemen. Like he is top five without a doubt. And 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 look. You can do whatever, say whatever you want about him personally. Say whatever you want about him, um, defensively or whatever. Like there is not many people that I would rather have the ball in my hands at the end of the game than the two man game of Jokic and Murray, plain and simple. And I and I would hard press to believe and try to find someone that would disagree with that, because with the game on the line in this in in the league this year in the league with the current way the league is set right now, there is not many people that I would rather have the ball in my hand than those two guys. And that brings us to, 
Uh, I'm going to call him Superman. I think Murray Murray can get Batman. Jokic will be the, the Serbian Superman. Uh, 42 minutes played. He was 12 of 16. <clears throat> Just 28 points. I'll throw this – yeah, I'll throw this back up there because that kind of covers it. I texted you right after. Very nice of the NBA to to give us a glimpse inside of Jokic's 2K run because that's the only place where I've seen you don't do this. You don't lead the playoffs in all three offensive categories. You don't prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are that much better than everybody else. This is the NBA. These are the best players in the world. Bam Adebayo is an international Nigerian player. Your top three defensive player in the game too. But that's (laughs) when we talk about the NFL, we'd say that they're the best in the world, but really we don't have the ability to test it against the best athletes from around the other countries. Basketball, you can. And (laughs) he is the best. He proved it. 30 (laughs) points, 13 and a half rebounds, nine and a half assists. Finals MVP. Jimmy, Jimmy, like I see that stat line. And that's another that's another Tuesday night for me. Like seriously, in all seriousness, like I when I see stat lines like that, it doesn't phase me anymore. Like it really doesn't. I, I see nine and a half assists. And I was like, oh, it's not ten. Oh shoot! Fuck. He didn't he, average he, a triple double. He didn't average double. a triple double. Fuck! Like, I don't. I don't know if he's him. Like like these are the levels we're talking about. This human being, plain and simple. Like like I, people, you look at him, Jimmy. When you look at this human being. Like looking at him as a man, you can call him a flat top. You can call him a fucking non-athletic, non-athletic human being. You can call him all this. The man plays a mile above sea level and has missed less than 15 games in four years. Okay, but when you talk about peak performance, when you talk about uh, um, um, stability, when you talk about um, what, what's the correct word? Uh, fucking uh, in shape. Talking about being in shape, yeah. like like. Nicole Jokic defines that. Defines that. He finds, look, like, is he going to fucking run up and down the crow on your ass? No, he's not. He will find, but you know what? When he needs to have that little burst of energy, he will use it. There is no one that that, that, that epitomizes what, what uh, uh, getting the job done when you need to get done. And Nicole Jokic. And look, I said this at, at the top of the show. Um, we're we're done face ch- chasing the, the best player and best player in the league conversations. We really are. We're 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 entering conversations about best center of all time. Like, like I'm not I'm not there to put him above Wilt. I'm not there to put him above Bill Russell. I'm not there to put him up above Shaq. Not above Kareem. But the conversation starts creeping in about Moses Malone's, the David Robinsons, um, those likes of the worlds that you're like. He could be in that conversation. Seriously, in all seriousness. Like, look, once Giannis won that championship two years ago, he became a top three power forward of all time. Right up there with the likes of Dirk and KG. And uh, maybe top four with Tim Duncan as well. We are having these conversations with with Nikola Jokic. Philadelphia, congratulations. You won the pity MVP. The real MVP, like I said, was handed out on Monday night at one mile above sea level. Okay, um, you guys were you guys were you guys were complaining about the Philadelphia Phillies on their sport on your sports radio shows. Um, we were talking about the real MVP in June. Um, that's all you need to know. So, like I said, you we are look. This is the, now we are talking about legacies, Jimmy. We are we, we he is look he. Is, I I said this I've said this jokingly a couple times, and I really don't mean it, but I kind of do. If Jokic retired, just said I'm done. I'm I'm gonna go do horses. I don't care. You know what? 
You did what I've been waiting for my whole life, okay? You have done everything I could have ever wanted from my favorite team growing up. Everything. You have that right. You absolutely have that right to do whatever the fuck you want, okay? Uh, but if you're so inclined... Just please don't do that. Don't just, do that. Just please don't, okay? <laughs> please don't. I want to have a little more... I want to have some fun for a couple of years, okay? That's yeah. all I'm asking, okay? But For my sake and the bench warmer's sake, we can't have Nico drowning himself in a bottle of tequila again. Hey, you know what? That tequila will be uh, 1,800 fucking uh, Crown Royal Jamal Murray NBA Championship tequila. So I don't give a fuck, okay? So, but, 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 in, but in the reality, like I said, look, this man is, is now reaching, reaching all-time greatness, and the conversations start arising about where he is on the all-time. That, 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 that's where we're at with this man. He doesn't need another MVP. He doesn't need another all-star appearance, even though he will be every single damn year. You know he'll be in the MVP conversation next year again. And we, we are reaching levels of where does he rank all-time. That is the conversation we're having with this player. And, and and that is just crazy to think about. Crazy, crazy, crazy to think about. He is the greatest draft pick in NBA history. Like, like this is, like this I'm not comparing him to Tom Brady because Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls. But my God, if Jokic wins three, it is the greatest draft pick in NBA history at 41. The man wasn't fucking announced on TV, and he is this level of a player. Like, I oh, I, I, look, I, I I I jokingly say this. Let me reiterate. I jokingly say this. There's not many women that will be able to satisfy me the way fucking Jokic did this offseason, okay? The, the fucking pure joy. I'm joking, but the pure joy this man has brought to my fucking life, you have no idea, okay? But like, any, I am a single single man, and, and, and look, they're, they're, like, I've had some very, very friendly people in my life, including a lot of women that, 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 I, that I enjoy their company. But no one has brought the fucking joy this man has in my life, okay? And that's fucking, you can, you can say whatever you want about that. You can tell me I'm fucking pause. weirdo saying that. Pause, pause on that. Yeah, pause on that. But, but man, I, 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 I don't, look, I don't know, Jimmy. If I'll have this much fucking joy at my fucking wedding, okay? I probably will. I probably will. But 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 man, I, I don't I don't know how to get much higher than this, okay? Maybe when I have a kid eventually down the line, maybe that high will probably meet that. But I'm a long ass way from that, okay? This man has has, has brought everything to me. <laughs> it's yeah, he is something something else. He's one of those guys. <clears throat> I I I don't even know. I'm happy for you. That's the one thing. When they did it, I, I was enjoying watching them win, and obviously that's cool. I'm, I'm from Denver. I'm native to Colorado, and, and I it's prideful for the city. But, like, the guys that I know that stuck through and were always why, – why the fuck do you care? The why Nuggets are going to the the nuggets are gonna go so far. Like, don't get too invested. Don't let it ruin your day. There's 82 games in the season. They'll ruin your game – they'll ruin your day 40 of those 82 games. That is not the case anymore. That does not, not the case. It is not. Like, like I appreciate that because, man, there were. Like, I, I told a story about the guy in front of us at the line with his parents having season tickets and his dad passing away, and me being there with my dad, embracing the hug. Like there was tears. Like, like I said, it, it was cool being in the, in our own little pod there because 
I want to say there's like eight to ten people there, people behind us, people to our right, people to our left, people in front – not people. The people should be in front of us can fucking kick rocks. They would not fucking sit down the whole game. They pissed me off. They weren't at a game all season. They can kick rocks. Everyone else were awesome the whole the whole season. And like I said, to be a part of that with my dad, with those people around us, is something I will never forget for the rest of my life. Like like I said, that I, I, I drank out of the Stanley Cup, and, and I'm serious. I think, I think that top, being there for that – topped it and it's weird saying that shit it really is i will find my myself i will find a way to be at a fucking larry o'brien trophy uh party i will i'll tell you right now i will do everything in my power to find myself a way there i don't know how it'll happen but i will try um but man i like i said it's 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 nothing and it's nothing like your first it really isn't and, and i have nothing but love for this team like i said i have nothing but love for the whole organization that building jimmy i, I think me and my dad have, have calculated i think we've spent 200 years watching basketball like i i i i i i like years like maybe maybe sorry not maybe 200 years i take that back that's a stupid number probably I, I 20 think, 20, 20, I think it's 20 years, 20 years worth of basketball watched, like multiple hours between my dad and myself combined together. My dad's probably had 15 of the 20 years, and I have like five years combined hours of back-to-back-to-back of how many games I've watched in that building, on TV, on an illegal stream because my team's not fucking shown in my city still. Like I, 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 I cannot say enough how much how, how amazing this feels. And look, I know I sound like the biggest fucking tool bag in the world saying we, 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 because what did I fucking do? What did I do? Oh, I sat my ass in those seats when we sucked. I sat my ass in those seats when, when we got swept by the Suns. I sat my ass in those seats when, when Kobe Bryant took the souls out of Carmelo Anthony and Darren Nuggets fan base. I deserved a fucking victory cigar Monday night, and I you bet my your ass I did. Okay, I smoked one up and lit it. Okay, so 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 you can you like I said, and 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 shout out shout out our boy uh, uh, the fucking uh, I don't even know this is fucking realism sports. Um, he, he's the only never won shit. Guess what? We won shit. <laughs> we fucking won shit. Okay. Yeah, no, that's gonna be a totally different conversation now. Um, do you want to talk about your experience at the parade? What do we, what do we want to touch on the parade before I, we start? I will say back-to-back parades, is, is, it's fucking crazy. It, it really is. Like, I, I – oh, this is my life. I, I we, we are the only city, Jimmy, and in, 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 across across America, the only city that has had a Super Bowl parade, a NHL Stanley Cup parade, and an NBA Finals parade since 2016. The only city that has had those three. And baseball is fucking falling off. So those are the big three, in my opinion, okay? We're the only city that has celebrated all three of those in seven years or whatever the hell it is. Obviously, back-to-back in two years. It's funny because once you you know how to do a parade, you know how to do it. Because I basically did the exact same thing I did last year. I was at the front of the parade at Union Station. I watched all of them go by. Uh, um, including our, our princess uh, and Queen Natalia and, and Princess Baby Yoke well, go right by. And then you walk around and you find your way in front of the stage. <laughs> and that's yep. what I fucking did. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I wasn't in front, front, but like I was good enough where I could see the TV and I could see the screen. And, and, and it was perfect. Shout out, shout out, Andrew, longtime listener. Shout out, Patty and Zanger. We all, we all enjoyed the hell out of the parade. It was a great time. And like, like I said, it's, 
uh, it was funny people jimmy it's funny people trying to degrade us because what what the fuck are you gonna say oh oh you didn't have a good parade Look at the pictures, buddy. You want to pull? You want to make buddy, a joke, buddy? You're gonna you're gonna give us shit for our championship. Did you have a championship parade? Did you have a championship parade with a million people? In? Did, did, oh, I, I, that's right. Female. You haven't gone back to back championship oh, parades, so shoot, how would you know? That's a, that's a bummer, ain't it? Oh yeah. no, that's, that's darn sucks. it. That's, yeah, that's, it's that not sucks. like no. it's not like besides Boston and L.A. Denver has one oh, of the I higher championship guys. totals outside Denver, L.A., uh, Boston, New England counts. But outside of those two cities, we, 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 are, the, we, are, Jimmy, we are we are the most successful fucking small market sports city in America. Fight me on this conversation, anyone. I will find me another one, Jimmy. Find me a no, non. I, you're not big, you're not getting the fight from me. Find me another non-big sports market that has more championships in this city, like 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 Boston, big big city, New York, big city, L.A., big city, um, Chicago, big city. Chicago, big city. Where else? I, I Kansas really, City. No, I I, I know that I know that we're more Royals? successful. I know I, that we're more successful, but I'm I'm just saying, like they. If we're talking smaller, smaller cities that are getting used to parades, they're Dallas, another city. Maybe Dallas, maybe that yeah. might be that. that might a, be. Everything's bigger in Texas. What are you talking about? Miami, maybe. Like, like I said, we're, we're in the conversation, if not the best. And and and, yeah. and look, I I am so proud of this city. And and, and look, it took some fuck. It's a couple of idiots that fucking ruin it for everybody. There's people after the game that did that, and rest rest in peace. Slash, I hope those people are doing better now. Um, that were in hospice and that that were banged up in the hospital. I hope they're doing better now, and I hope that we can move past this. But there's some fucking idiots out in the world. But man, besides besides a few apples, I'm very very proud of my city. Like I said it last year, I'm very very proud to have three three across my chest. About proud to have that that area code because because the city shows out like no other. It really does. Like what was it? Five hundred thousand last year for the Avs. So, um, seven hundred fifty thousand for the for the Nuggets this year. Over a million, and I believe a quarter million. Yeah, a million was, a quarter. Insane. The, Broncos. the Broncos parade was that was the most amount of people I've ever. No, like there are a few cities that that are not big market that put it on better than us, and not and look, I I cannot. And who else that. has had three hundred three perform at their championship parades? Because I don't know if you remember that from the Broncos one. No, That's still the that. highlight. My first kiss went a little like yeah no. That was an awesome moment. I've never, I've never screamed Helen Keller's name louder than standing in Civic Center Park watching the Broncos go by on their fire. Well, actually, they haven't even come by yet, but they're like, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, three oh three. What? What? Is it two thousand six? Twenty sixteen. Ten years later, Jimmy. They're performing at halftime for the Nuggets at, during the season. I'm serious. They were. I was at a game this oh, year. They, they put on for the city. Performers. <laughs> I was if if we didn't adopt Blink One Eighty Two, they would have probably been at the Avs parade. Yeah, sh- shout out Nathaniel Ratliff. He's he's basically been the face of this night. Ratliff and the I think Night Sweats is is the band. He has a bar here in Denver, and they're apparently a big deal. I I don't know. I, him and Malone are best friends, and they're apparently the music for this team, I guess. But whatever, I don't care. Mile High City, stand the fuck up. Yeah, no, um, I think that's a good place. We talked about everybody. We talked about everything leading into it. Uh, you want to plug the shows because you're going on a couple of shows. I'll have a couple of more shows this week. Well, first of all, well. I want to say I appreciate you, Jimmy, doing an hour and 15 show with me about basketball only. And, and I appreciate you doing that for me. Uh, yeah. I, 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 like I said, look, this is this is a moment that I will never forget in my life. And, and 
being a part of it. I kid you not, the amount of money I fucking spent on stupid merch, I will. I don't think I'll ever be able to fucking overcome. But but it is all worth it. So yeah, I appreciate you coming along for the ride. And and, and look, I will. It is weird. It is very very weird. I, I don't what the, I don't know what the fuck to watch. I, I I've already watched the fucking final game back three times in a week, man. Just on TV, going on in the background while I'm working. And I don't know yeah. what the fuck to watch anymore. I might watch some fucking. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll have my PLL to watch on the weekends. We'll talk about those more. SummerSlam's coming up. I know. I, I joked. I joked with my parents. Uh, I, uh, and, and when I went over for a family dinner on, or obviously on Father's Day, shout out to all the fathers out there. Yeah, um, Father's, we Father's Day. Uh, when Father's I, Day. I, we were watching on TV. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? I scrolled through and I was like, oh, shit. Monday Night Raw tomorrow. Maybe I'll watch yeah. that. It's, yeah. it's that. It's, it's that. It's fucking, been getting good, too. It's that weird time that I'm like, fuck. What am I gonna watch? Oh, wrestling! I guess we're back. Hello, yeah. darkness, my old friend. Exactly. <laughs> Until all it takes is one. Around. It's gonna suck you right back in. Dom's back at the house, and he has the new WWE game. I'm already back in. We're we made characters. We have storylines. I've been watching my. I'm on like my TikTok is half teachers, half wrestling and guys watching wrestling reacting to it which is stupid but it's it's 2023 look, so I guess I'll be, we'll cover the PLL during the offseason but yeah, we'll, have, yeah. we'll have some a lot of other shit to cover we may do some random shit here and there so don't be surprised because you bet your ass we ain't talking about baseball no <laughs> so, no and we are the people who have said and reached out like the the guys that enjoy the theme song that is my next get my next mission is to get Warren on the show. So if you are listening to this now, I'm going to pull up his his handle so that we're we're going to see how strong some of the bench warmer army is too. You guys need to tag him and I'm also going to be reaching out shortly, but Warren Garrett just released a couple new songs. Um he is his music is out on Spotify, so if you don't follow him you should. But Warren Garrett Music on Instagram, everybody needs to reach out, DM him, um <clears throat> go to his website Tell him that he needs to come on the podcast because I got some pretty cool stuff. I want to get him on, and you know we have a pretty interesting story. You got prowl around drunk in Vegas is all I have to say as my parting words of wisdom. That's that's where this story begins. But we're gonna get him on. We'll have a couple other um, exciting shows coming up, and and yeah, yeah I will uh, be on if, if, if this, this show comes out tomorrow. So I will be on the Realism Sports Show. Um, I'll have a Lakers fan, a Warriors fan, three of the, and then obviously myself. We'll have three of the last four NBA champions on one show. Um, so you know that would be electric. And like I said, last time I went on that show, or was I on that show? They said you ain't never won shit. You, you you have to prove it. And guess what? We've proven it, and I get to have a little fun now. I may may buy a cigar from King Supers uh, tonight, and 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 have it ready for tomorrow and and try not to set off my fire alarm and do the show from outside tomorrow so we'll see yeah no nico be on realism sports and uh we're gonna have the debut of a new show on the variety sports network which everybody should be checking out follow at variety underscore sports underscore it's called summer camp darren who we've done a whole bunch of shows with vsn on he's the fat boy fadeaway guy he'll be on there tomorrow um, he'll be on tomorrow. he's gonna be on with nico tomorrow he's also gonna be on this show summer camp Darren and then Brandon, the VSN CEO, were three of the teachers that also work on the network. So we're going to give ourselves and the teachers who we might have listening across the network and on our show. If you're interested, we're going to kind of just talk about some of the we're, we're having snake drafts. So that's going to be one thing. We're we're drafting the best summer games on our episode tomorrow or today as you guys are listening to this on Wednesday. It's going to be live. You'll be able to watch it back. 
but check out summer camp. It's going to be consistent like every week in the summer. And we're going to keep it going into the school year also, because <clears throat> dealing with 12 year, I think we all deal with under eighth graders. So dealing with less than 13 year olds on a daily basis, we're not going to have, we're not going to run out of stuff to talk about. That's no, one thing that I can guarantee well. for that show. You, yeah, you know, it would be a lot of may, if you, hey, I love snake drafts. Maybe we have to do something like that during the offseason because, like I said, well, yeah, I we have to come up with something. To, we'll figure something out. We've we've had enough segments. On, we could come up with segments on this show, and that's basically – we were doing it backwards. We were trying to do the segments during all of the seasons, and it got too jumbled up. This is where our segments we can do come back. We, want, yeah. we got to start our finding our, our weird. Yes. Let's, let's get dip into our creativity. Uh, be sure to follow at FEOTP pod, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're going to play like we did last year for the avalanche. I'm not trying to shortchange the nuggets. They live in the same house. They're basically stepbrothers. So we're not going to shortchange them. We'll play the radio call one more time. You guys will hear the outro music. Thank you everybody very much for tuning in. Episode 141. Nug life is fucking dead. Throw a fucking party, baby. I'll say it one more time. The home of the 2023 NBA champion, Denver Nuggets, the Far End of the Bench podcast. Myself, Jimmy Pilato, my co-host, Nico Bryant. Thank you guys very much for listening. Enjoy this call. We will see you guys next week. Peace. Inbound. Over to Struis. Lowry, three. That one misses. Rebound down to KCP. Eight seconds left to go. Casey's across the timeline. And he'll dribble it out. The 47-year wait is over. The Denver Nuggets stand on top of the NBA world. They are champions. And Nuggets fans from sea to shining sea can rest or die in peace. If you don't stay down and you never quit, Come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench.